Seven Studios. No, you are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon Seven, Seven Studios. Studios. I can't stay away from you. No, no, I, I can't stay away. Back on the Lanch J Radio Network. No, no, I, I'm about to do my last Black History Month spotlight. As we're closing out the the month of February. But before I do that, I want to give a brief public service announcement. And we're so happy for for the people that have been reaching out to us about doing business. You know, we, we own a media company. So it's not just about the the show or or Lanch Day Plus where we host all of our, our content. But we're really trying to build opportunities for for businesses to create media content especially in the healthcare realm because that's my business that's what i know that's where i'm a subject matter expert so we appreciate the people that sponsor the show and, and individuals that do business with us and we're so grateful and thankful for the opportunity and and i wake up every morning my responsibility is is to god first and, and to my wife second and family but after that, my responsibility is to, to clients, man. I'm here to deliver for my clients. We want to under-promise and over-deliver. So we're so thankful and grateful for people that do business with us. And we appreciate you. We cherish you. That said, if you're not, if you're not a legitimate client, don't, don't call me and, and waste my time. I've had so many people that have wasted my time recently. And I don't understand why, why you want to waste my time because you're wasting your time. I would think that you would think that your time is valuable. I get it that people don't see the time of others as, as highly valuable. But don't waste your own time. People calling me up, don't really want to do business, trying to pick my brain. At least offer me a dinner to, to merchants. Take me out for a steak. I can get a nice New York strip steak or something. People, people reaching out to me want to set up Zoom calls and stuff. See me on LinkedIn and say, hey, can, can we talk for, for an hour? And can you tell me all of your, your secrets? No. You have to pay the, the the hourly fee and put up a legitimate business proposition. People think I've invested a lot of my own money and time and energy into building out Paragon 7 Studios. I'm up frequently at 2, Paragon, 3 in the morning Paragon, putting videos seven, together, seven, editing, studio. putting lower thirds together, creating digital bumpers for people when, when I'm not broadcasting live. <laughs> and, and you think that I'm going to that I'm going to teach you how to do that? And I'm going to tell you where all of all of my secrets are. Give you the secret sauce. I'm going to give you all of that for free. You're not a client. Are you out of your mind? And I don't like that. It's, it's an insult. Before, before I did this, I ran a, a nine-figure portfolio. I put a lot of bread on that table personally within the healthcare space and Panorama. I have a, I have a phenomenal reputation in this industry, both for producing and for treating people well. So I don't like when, when someone comes to me like I'm some social media TikTok influencer. You know, you speak to me, you speak to me like you're like you're talking to an executive. 
show some respect because I respect everybody in this industry that I talk to. But, but I will not let, let you waste my time and my energy. I, I, I just can't tolerate that. And I encourage entrepreneurs out there, don't let people waste your time. I've had people, they want to talk to me like four or five times and want to set up like three or four Zoom calls. I'm just like, yo, <laughs> bro, if you don't want to do business, you don't want to do business. I, I, I'm not taking it personal. I never take it personal. This is business. You you have to get the best product you can for, for the cheapest price possible. And you have to balance the two. The cheapest isn't usually the best. The best usually isn't the fastest. I provide a product. Because I own my own studio that I like to think is, is, is top decile. I can turn it around fast. But there's going to be a cost attached to it. And, and I, don't, I don't get into negotiating prices and all that stuff. We, to do business with me, usually you have to sign up. It's got to be a quarterly or semi-annual package. I don't do month to month. I self-syndicate my show. I can't self-syndicate my show on your monthly payment. If you're not willing to pay to do business with me, then, then that's fine. You don't have to do business with me. But what I'm not going to do is, is make exceptions for you because I know you or or we did business back when I was on the other side of the table or, or all of that stuff. And, and what really is mind-boggling, before I get into the Black History Month, what's mind-boggling is some of these companies, you're pulling in eight figures and, and seed funding, and you're pulling in money and an investor, some of them are startups. You have plenty of money. You want nickel and dime me. I, I just, I don't like that. Don't disrespect me. Don't insult my intelligence. Because I got a pretty big media platform. It can definitely go the other way. I keep my platform positive. But but don't poke the bear. Back to Black History Month. I want to briefly talk about Muhammad Ali and his importance. We don't, we don't talk about athletes in the pantheon of Black History Month, where we always talk about the Jesse Jacksons of the world, the Rosa Parkses of the world, Malcolm X, people that were in the civil rights movement. We talk about Garrett Morgan, inventors. We talk about Charles Drew. We talk about people that have, that have made, like Dr. Vivian Thomas, people that have made strides in, in the medical field. People, of course, talk about Barack Obama being the first black president of the United States. But I want to talk about Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, I'm a huge boxing fan. So boxing was one of my first loves. Basically spending time, you remember back in the days where, where you had the Jiffy Pop, the, the air popper, or you had the big popcorn machine? And if you had a popcorn machine in your house, you knew that, that popcorn coming out there was, was going to slap. That was going to be some good popcorn. That's not the, the Orville Redenbacher that you just toss in the microwave and, and nuke it. I spent a lot of time as a little kid making popcorn for my dad when he would have people over to watch Mike Tyson fights. And most of the fights were over by the time I could finish the popcorn. It take me about five minutes to make it, put the butter on there, the salt on there. I get down, it's like round three, fight's over. Everybody's leaving. Because Mike Tyson was just knocking people out in the mid-80s when I was a kid. He was knocking people out first 90 seconds. I remember the Spinks fight. Michael Spinks had never lost before. I think he was like 31 and 0. Mike Tyson 
went through him in 90 seconds. And Spinks never fought again. That was the end of his career. Career-ending knockout in a minute and a half. So I grew up watching boxing. Now on, on YouTube, you can see all the Ali fights. You can see him fighting Sonny Liston. You can see him fighting Joe Frazier. You can see him fighting Ken Norton, which I believe Ken Norton beat him three times. Ken Norton had Ali's number, gave Ali the business. Ali won on paper two of those times because he was the champ. But Ken Norton put put it on Ali. You can see him fighting Wepner, and you can see at the end of his career when he fought Larry Holmes, of course, the George Foreman fight. And Ali and, and, and the way he fought, just constantly moving, 6'3", good-looking, had power but had the speed. You look at Ali and his speed. Someone once said that you didn't see the punches that Ali threw until the fist was going back. You didn't even see the punch. Like, you see his gloves going back. And Muhammad Ali, what really, what really sticks out to me is not his prowess in, in the ring, but if you see him in clips on a lot of the popular TV shows of the day, like the Dick Cavett show, or rather he's talking on, on Wild World of Sports with Howard Cosell, his willingness to attack racism and attack Jim Crow and speak as a black man, articulate, and be intellectual. Well, a lot of people think, well, he's just a dumb jock. But this man would talk and, and talk about growing up in Louisville and fighting for this country, winning a, a gold medal in the Olympics, and not being able to come home and sit at, sit at a counter at a diner and eat dinner. And his refusal to go to Vietnam and participate in a war. And I, I don't want to get political. I don't care about your political beliefs. But he felt that this was capitalism and oppression on other brown people that had no beef with him, that had no issues with him. Once again, why would he go and fight in a war when he doesn't even have rights at home? That, that meant a lot to me. And studying that as a kid, that meant a lot to me as a, as a black man. And we don't, we don't think of our athletes as heroes in the community and, and leaders in the black community. And I don't, I don't think that they chose that. I don't think that Colin Kaepernick sat down and said that I'm going to be an ambassador in the black community. But that's the path that, that chose him. And that's the path that chose Muhammad Ali. And I just love that about him. If you see it, can you go to YouTube? The way he responded at times would, would, would be on these television shows. It is before cable news networks. And this was before we were inundated with, with the 24-hour cycle of, of television and, and radio. If the champ was on TV, everybody was watching that. And he would be peppered at times about not going to Vietnam and, and his thoughts on racism and, and being a Muslim, changing his name from Cassius Clay. And this isn't Sunni Muslim, Shiite Islam. This guy was an FOI, man. This is the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. This is Malcolm X. This is Farrakhan. And that scared the hell out, out of society at the time. People were very worried about African-Americans militarizing. And in many ways, you know, the by any means necessary crowd. That's the part of the crowd. That's who, that's who Ali was with. That's who managed his career. While he was at his apex. 
And I just think of Muhammad Ali and his willingness to, to step up and speak out. People have ripped Michael Jordan. People have ripped other athletes for not speaking out that had a platform that had, that had power. And it's not everybody's job to be a, an activist. I'm not one of those guys. You know, I think it's entertainment. I turn on, I turn on TV to watch basketball, to watch football. I turn it on for entertainment. I don't turn it on as my social compass. But, but during that time, it was needed. Everyone with Instagram can, can create their own platform for social justice. But you didn't have that back in the 60s, back in the 70s. And when I think of Muhammad Ali, that's, that's what I think of. More than his greatness in the ring, I, I, I think of him the person. And he wasn't perfect. Marital issues, issues with his kids, all of that stuff. But um, and, and then as he as he aged, Muhammad Ali in many ways was like a god, but but Parkinson's turned him to a shell of his his former self. And that was difficult to watch, but that was a part of his bravado. That was a part of who he was. And to see it go completely the opposite way and the way that he handled that with grace and dignity and, and the way he stepped up during the Olympics in Atlanta in 1996 and, and lit the torch. It's just Muhammad Ali was a was an amazing ambassador, and in my opinion, uh, once again, the epitome of black excellence. So salute to Muhammad Ali. Flaws and all, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, and and we are so blessed that that he graced us with with his presence, and made the world a much better place than he found it. Paragon Seven Studio live from the Paragon Seven Studio. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Lewis. Five seconds left on the clock. I don't think AM is watching the clock. Has to shoot a long three. Oh! Made it! He pulled up from Kahina at the, at the end of the shot clock. Messiah Thompson. Oh my! Oh my! That might have been the dagger. That might have been the dagger. That is definitely the dagger. That might have been the dagger. I don't know if he made that on skill or luck, but the shot clock was winding down. AM didn't realize. And Messiah Thompson had to pull up and shoot that, and he cashed it out again. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource Analyst. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. I'm the latest hashtag challenge, and everyone on social media is trying me. 
I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lanch J Radio Network.